All right, guys, let's get back to the breakdown. So we left off breaking down the uh, guillotine exchange between Poirier and Nurmagomedov at UFC 242, which could, you know, prove problems for Habib against a guy like Tony Ferguson, who's so well-versed off of his back. Um, let's go back to what's what's next. Um, one thing a lot of people seem to think is that Habib's going to be able to get that leg mount triangle position on a guy like Tony Ferguson. Now, is it possible? Sure, but I don't expect Ferguson to lay on his back long enough without threatening attacks to be able to get locked up into that leg mount triangle position. One of the reasons Habib's able to get that position is because the opponent doesn't move for around 10 seconds, and that allows Habib to lock the legs of the opponent on top of each other into that triangle leg mount and then work ground and pound from there. But even if you get Tony Ferguson to the ground, he immediately threatens with leg locks if you're standing up or, you know, in top position. He'll threaten with a tri with triangles. He'll threaten with kicking you off with uh, feet on the hips. He'll he'll roll into a somersault or a back or a back somersault to get up to his feet. He does a lot of different things that I think that Habib is taking for granted and won't be able to control Tony Ferguson with that leg mount. Because you have to give, you have to relax and surrender position for the opponent to gain a position on you. That's one thing a lot of people don't understand. You, if you think Tony Ferguson's just going to get taken down and surrender position, you're sadly, sadly mistaken. And I'm not giving, I'm not, this is not a complete Tony Ferguson, you know, oh, Ferguson's going to kill him. No, we're explaining everything. And we're explaining why the, the different advantages that each person has in this fight. And I think that the leg mount is not going to work for Tony Ferguson. Now, you can look back to UFC 216, Kevin Lee versus Tony Ferguson. Kevin Lee was able to get a body lock, take Ferguson down and get the mount and land some good strikes. But then Ferguson rolled, brought his legs over his head underneath the armpits of the opponent, rolled into a leg lock, I believe, and then got up to his feet and was able to get back up because he didn't surrender position. Yes, he gave up mount against... Kevin Lee, but he was able to get up almost immediately after giving up that mount. Or you know what? No, no, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Ferguson ended the round on bottom, but he was still moving and he was still moving side to side, trying to get out of that mount at the end of the round. Ferguson is not going to give you a position for free. You are going to have to control him 100% in order to get a position. And Ferguson doesn't lay on his back long enough to get controlled by a, by a guy on top. It just doesn't happen. Um, for Ferguson, let's look at the Iminari roll. So an Iminari roll is where the opponent will move forward and then he'll roll onto his back and usually take that lead hand, go underneath your leg and bring his legs around your one leg to try to lock up a leg lock. He did this as a takedown entry against Edson Barbosa and then, you know, landed some ground and pound and uh, hammer fist from that position when uh, he had his leg trapped. Now, I would not recommend Ferguson to do this Imanari role against a guy like Habib because even though it's a good entry for you, giving Habib any type of positional dominance over you on the ground, even if he has a, contr a control of one of Habib's legs, Habib can bring that leg back from that Imanari role position and then eventually, you know, get that body lock from the back, lean over the lead leg of Ferguson, get him down, and then lock up the hooks to try to get the uh, back control. Um, so I would not recommend the Iminari role. Could it work? Sure, but I think that he would have to have battered 
Habib with strikes and really tired him out before he tried to get this position. Um, even when Ferguson gets rocked on the feet, he'll roll. He'll do a front somersault roll. He did it against uh, Pettis. Pettis landed an overhand right. Ferguson got rocked. He rolled into a somersault. Then he got back up. Uh, Pettis hit, hit him again and hurt him. But as he fell, he uh, locked up the knee bar position and tried to go for a leg lock. So even when he gets rocked, he's still working to try to control you and minimize the amount of damage you're able to put out on a guy like him. Now, could this, you know, not work against Habib because of how good he is on top and how good he is in ground control? Sure. But it's again, the activity and the ability that Tony has to not give you any room to breathe and not give up any positions. He continues to move even if you're in top position or even if you're in control for a second. He continues to move and move and move and move until he's able to get you in a position that you can't work out of. This could be a big trouble for Habib. And and I think uh I think that that's one thing that people are overlooking a lot. We already talked about the teep kicks. I think that was very important. Um, let's see what's next. Um, Habib likes to control the wrist and limbs of the opponent once he gets a top position on the ground or is in control of the opponent. You saw it against Dustin Poirier. When he had that body lock and was able to uh, collapse Poirier's base, he put that one hook in, and then he controlled the wrist with the opposite hand and struck him with the other hand until he opened up his neck for the rear naked choke. But on the ground, he will control your legs. Like I said, in that triangle mount, and he will try to control your wrists. Now controlling the wrist against a guy like Ferguson is, is going to be tough because he has very good elbows. That's one thing I hear a lot of people talk about are the elbows of Ferguson. Will the elbows of Ferguson work against a guy like Habib? Um, yes, they will, but only in certain positions. Um, you saw against Kevin Lee, Ferguson was on the feet and he leaned in to throw that upward elbow that could work against Habib. If Habib tries to close the distance and get in close as he bum rushes in forward, Ferguson might be able to land that upward elbow and uh, catch Habib on the chin or on the forehead or on the eyebrow and try to cut him. Um, that that's one area that it could definitely work. Um, in the clinch, I would not, I would expect him to try to throw some elbows, but he has to make sure that he would land. What I now spinning elbows, you see Ferguson do this a lot where he'll maybe throw a punch into a spinning back fist. Um, I don't think that's a smart idea against a guy like Habib, because if you expose your back to Habib, which Tony Ferguson tends to expose his back for brief seconds on the feet against certain opponents, I think that could be a big problem. He did this against Edson Barbosa in one of the exchanges. Let's see if I can find the um, exact clip so I could explain this for you guys. Hold on. I know it's on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, here we go. Oh, let's see. Hold on guys. Give me one second. I think it's right here. Um, Sorry, guys. Let's see. We're watching the... I'm just trying to find the right clip. Uh, he threw like a... What did he throw? He threw a certain type of punch, and then that's where the Eminari roll came into factor. Sorry, guys. Just give me a minute so I can find this. Let's see. 
So he's pushing him back. He's pushing him back. Barbosa catches the kick. I think it's right here. Or somewhat in close proximity to this exchange. Hold on, guys. I'm sorry. This is taking a lot longer to find than I expected. I know it's when he gets him close against the fence. There he went for the Imanari roll again. Hold on a second. Sorry, guys. Um, But anyway, I hope you guys are enjoying this breakdown. I know this has taken a little bit longer to find than I had anticipated. But um, once I find the exchange, I will definitely explain it. Barbosa landed a good left check left hook there. That uh, seemed to work pretty well. This was in the beginning of the fight. Let, let's go back to the beginning because I swear it was like one of the first exchanges that was thrown because Barbosa wasn't tired yet. <sighs> Why is this taking so long to find? I'm sorry, guys. All right, well, I can't seem to locate the clip for you. So I'm sorry, but from what I remember, there was a point where Ferguson, like, countered a punch and Barbosa was able to get the outside angle, and he was literally looking at the side of Tony Ferguson and his back was completely exposed. Ferguson was basically turned on a 180 degree angle away from Barbosa, exposing your back to Habib, which is where I was going to get at. If I could have found that clip is a terrible idea because if he's able to get your back for a second, he can lock up that body lock position and try to uh, take you down. But even if Habib gets the body lock on Ferguson, trying to push him down to, uh, to get the, uh, what's it called to get him down into that, uh, onto his knees and then try to take uh, put your hooks in and get back control by pushing him down. It can lead Ferguson to do a forward roll and try to look up to lock up a leg lock and use that to stand up back into position. But that is an area I think that Tony Ferguson has to watch out for. You cannot expose your back to Habib at any point on the feet or on the ground. But like I said, I do not see Tony surrendering any type of position on the ground. Um, yeah, here it is. Ferguson missed a right hand and his back turned to Barbosa for a second. Like I said, turning your back to a guy like Habib can lead to takedowns and can lead to you getting, you know, grounded and pounded and taken out. So that's an area that Ferguson definitely has to look out for. Um, for when it comes to striking defense, I would say that Habib and Ferguson have similar styles of defense. Um, Ferguson never really keeps his hand up. His chins are, his chin is usually in the air and he will deflect punches away with his hands or pull back to try to get out of the way of punches. You know, he does tend to get hit a lot, but he never really takes some extremely clean shots. He did against Pettis and got dropped, but was able to recover, um, I think that that pulling back style of defense could set up the overhand right that we saw Habib drop Conor McGregor with briefly. I think he could fake faint, have Ferguson pull back, and then land that overhand right. If anybody's going to get knocked out with a one-shot KO in this fight, it's going to be Habib knocking out Tony Ferguson. If anybody's going to get TKO'd and just beat up due on damage 
and eventually gets stopped, it's going to be Habib. So I think that the cleaner KO, if it happens, it's going to be from Habib catching Ferguson and knocking him out cold on the feet. If there's a TKO, it's going to be from Ferguson cutting him up and being... Hold on. Sure. No, I'm good. <laughs> and, uh, sorry guys. And, uh, controlling the hand or where was I, what was I saying? It would be from Ferguson, you know, maybe cutting him up with elbows from the guard and, uh, you know, just eventually leading to a position where Ferguson damaged him so much that maybe they stopped the fight on a doctor stoppage. Um, Habib likes to keep his right hand up on his, uh, like to his head, like a high guard and then pull back with his chin up in the air. He did it a lot against, uh, ally Quinta. He did it against, um, Conor McGregor. He did it against Poirier, but he has this weird ability to move his head in such an awkward way that it's not really, it looks like the strikes may be landing, but he's just briefly getting out of the way. It's almost like he has a flinch defense. A lot of people tell you to not flinch when getting strikes thrown at you, but Habib seems to flinch and move around kind of like that and all crazy. And it makes the opponent hard to uh, find shots and find a clean target. And, uh, this is a little similar to Tony, but Tony's hands are never really up, which is why I think that the lead, um, the overhand right could be a problem for Ferguson. Um, that landed, like I said, Pettis landed overhand right, and I think that's what led to dropping Tony Ferguson, so that could definitely be an issue there. Um, if it comes to uh, what Ferguson can do with this style of defense, I think he might be able to try to control the lead hand of, of uh, Habib pull it in and then throw an elbow with that same hand. You saw Israel Adesanya do that against Brad Tavares where he controlled the hand in the, in close range, pulled it in. And then as he pulled the hand in, he threw the elbow over the top and caught um, Tavares on the chin. I think that could work against Habib, but you have to look out for him ducking the elbow, getting on your hips and getting a takedown. But we've already explained how I think that Ferguson could roll out of a lot of positions that um, Habib finds success in with the takedowns. I already talked about the upward elbows and then keeping the pressure and uh, getting the back to the fence. He could catch Khabib coming in with the elbow as he tries to push him back. Um, we talked about Ferguson getting mounted by Kevin Lee and how he was controlled partially, but he never sat on his back. He kept trying to move left and right to get Lee off of him. But any position in mount against Habib is is problem. So if he gets there, it could easily be over. Um, one of the things I want to talk about is the guard assumption with Habib and Tony and why it most likely would not go down. I don't see Ferguson getting guard on Habib. And if he does, I see, um, I see Habib trying to grab a hold of his wrists, stand up, um, and posture over him in a stacked guard. Now, if you look at Tony Ferguson's fight on the ultimate fighter, where he knocked somebody out with an up kick, it was a position where he got taken down. Then, uh, I forgot who he fought. But the guy was on top of him trying to rain shots down from a stacked guard position. And Ferguson was able to get the angle off to the side and land a axe kick to the chin of the guy from stacked guard. Now, one reason I don't think this would work against Habib is because when Habib is in a stacked guard, a lot of guys will just lean over you and not really get any weight into their base. So it's easier to move them around and try to get out. But against a guy like Habib, you saw it against... Uh, 
Barbosa, you saw it against Conor McGregor. When he gets you in that stacked guard position, he always is lowered and he's lowered down in his level and has his weight sinking back to his butt and uh and like bent legs. So he's almost he's not fully standing up in a stacked guard, but he's almost like in a standard seated position, like a wall sit. And then he uses that base because he's so, you know, firm in his position to then strike from there. So from there, I think it could be you know, good success for Habib from that stacked guard position, but a traditional guard game, I don't see that going down um, in this fight. Yes, it might at certain aspects, but I think that Habib does not want to be in the guard of Tony Ferguson at any at any aspect of this fight because it could lead to a triangle, it could lead to an armbar, it could lead to an omoplata position, and could lead to a place that I don't think that Habib wants to be in. Um, he did play guard against Connor, and uh, like I said, against Tony, it's like adding gas to the fire. He put his left arm across the neck of Connor to frame off and then strike with the right hand. Putting your arm ac across the neck of a guy like Tony Ferguson could lead to being set up for triangle chokes. I mean, just putting that arm across the neck, Tony Ferguson could easily switch his hips around and go for an arm bar from that position. Obviously, he would have to get the arm lower down towards the center of the chest. And uh, one way that Habib can avoid this is by keeping his arms um, on the inside and not touching the mat. Um, I know my coach has always told me when I train, he would, and I used to do it all the time, is keep your hands off the mat. If you're in a top position in somebody's guard, keep your hands off the mat. Because keeping your hands on the mat, it gives the opponent an ability and gives them more space to lock up a triangle, to lock up an armbar, to maybe get from the bottom, control your wrist, and rotate over to your back control. That's always a problem. But if you keep your arms in tight, keep your elbows on the, keep your elbows in tight and uh, control the wrists, or put your hands on the chest, it makes it harder for the opponent to get a submission because it's there's not enough space, and they would have to create space in order to set up those exchanges. So I would think that um, Habib wouldn't want to play any type of guard game against Tony because it could easily lock, lead to him getting locked up for a submission. Um, we already talked about the up kicks from the Ultimate Fighter. Um, Habib's more dangerous from the top. Tony is more dangerous from his back. Um, we don't know what Habib looks like from his back. I could honestly see Ferguson trying to take Habib down in the first round. Just to get that thought of, oh my God, he's going to try to take me down. I'm the guy who takes people down. You know, it doesn't usually work the other way around. We don't know what Habib looks like from his back and what his guard game is like. I'm sure it's elite and I'm sure he has a good ground game, but we don't know. Um, Yeah, that's really it. I think we covered every aspect of this fight. I mean, we covered... We covered the, the striking, we covered the clinch, we covered the takedowns, we covered the grappling, we covered the exchanges from submission to position and position to submission. So I think we covered everything. Um, who I'm leaning towards currently, um, I'm I'm leaning a little bit towards uh, Tony Ferguson. And I'm not saying that Tony's going to win. This was not a prediction of who's going to win the fight. But at this current moment, I would lean towards Ferguson just because I think he has more weapons and I think he's dangerous in more positions than Habib. If it's a clean knockout, it's probably going to be from Habib knocking him out with an overhand right or some type of power shot that Ferguson doesn't have his hands up for. Um, if it's a TKO, I think that that comes from Ferguson tiring out Habib, battering him with elbows and punches and kicks to the body, and then either locking up a and then just finishing him based on damage alone. 
Um, so yeah, I think we covered everything. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this breakdown. Get it out to anybody who's looking forward to UFC 249, Habib versus Ferguson. Hopefully the fight still goes down. Dana White has not closed the book on it yet. And uh, like I said about the flights to Russia, from the US, from Russia to the U.S. being a possibility on a private jet, um, it looks like we might get the fight. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you. Um, thank you for listening to this. I, I This took me a really long time, and I loved getting this breakdown out for you. So thank you for listening. Um, the Touch Em Up podcast is available anywhere audio podcasts are distributed. This includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, and many, many more. Um, I'm your host, Double M. This has been a boogeyman on, e- on Eagle's Wings, the Habib versus Tony Ferguson pre-fight analysis for UFC 249. I'm your host, Double M, and I'm out.